welcome back to the Gridiron Gang Podcast. Week 9, review show. Let's ride. We riding, we talking, we going in, we cooking, we in the lab, we here, we talking about the biggest game of the week, the Monday Nighter, the one we were all waiting for, New York Jets, LA Chargers. Boy, did this ever live up to expectations, Jesse. Yeah, I'm going to spend like 20 seconds on this. Both teams (laughs) under 200 yards. Uh... Chargers go three and out. Jets answer with a three and out. And then uh, Buddy just returns that punt for a touchdown, and that was all. Yo, shout out, Buddy. Because that's the game right there, because the Jets only got six points. That was all that was needed for the Chargers. Another (laughs) terrible performance by Justin Herbert. Shout out to Oregon Ducks, though. Yeah, and way to go, Buddy, on that uh, kick return TD. You will henceforth be known as Buddy on this podcast, so we'll hope to see you out there again, Buddy12. Seriously, though, shout out Keenan Allen. Uh, he had 10,000. He got his, uh, he made a fantastic, like, spinning, almost 180, What a terrible catch. throw by her. Awful throw, Incredible wide open, catch. but that was the catch that sent him over 10,000 career receiving yards, so... In a pretty lackluster game, at least we got to witness some history for all you diehard sickos that stayed tuned for the three hours of uh, yeah, just a piss-fest football game. Yeah, and Ahmed Gardner still doing what he does. Very little. Yeah, very, very little. little. He had a couple pass breakups. I mean, it's not hard when you're shadowing Quinton Johnston, the fourth wide receiver on the team. So shout out Ahmed. That's from your boy Sauce Johnston. I took your name, you pussy. <laughs> Yeah, only in New York can the media build up a very average, average guy like that. With the name of Ahmed, might I add. It's not Sauce, Ahmed. Yeah, we only refer to him as Ahmed on this podcast. And uh, Nate Hackett continues to just call a terrible offense. He's cooking, (laughs) isn't he? Eight touchdowns through nine games for the New York Jets. Nate Hackett in his bag. Uh, They're averaging even less points than when he was calling plays for the Denver Broncos last year. So... Yeah, shout out to that bald-headed idiot. Yeah, no joke. Um, that's a good point you make about Nathaniel Hackett because you told, you told me about Russell Wilson's stats with him last year as well. So I don't think uh, you can't really point much blame on Zach Wilson when you have that goof call in place. So just for all you Zach Wilson haters out there, start hating on the real problem, which is Hackett because he's hacking up the field out there with those terrible play calls. Uh, Eight sacks for the Chargers defense, right? Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack really stepped up. They're looking great. Tui, Tui, Tui Lopodu. I don't even know how to say his name. But no, he's, he's good, though. I like he's that guy. Beast, yeah, no, he's great. Tui, I wrote it down. Tui, Tui Louis, Louis, Tui Louis. Tui, Tui Pulatu. Two sacks for him. Guy's a beast out of USC, rookie. Uh, yeah, 45, he's a monster. Yeah, we got Tui Louie, Buddy 12, and we got <laughs> we got Ahmed, so let's just remember that. Moving on, fuck those teams. They, they really ain't going to be anywhere by Jets, the end of Raiders, the year. Jets, Raiders, Sunday Night Football, and the Chargers got the Detroit Lions, so. Yeah, that's really one thing you could count on this year is the NFL to script up some god-awful primetime yeah. games because we're not looking forward to next week. We'll get into that a little bit later. I was looking forward to this one. Buffalo-Cincinnati, 24-18 win for those Cincinnati Bengals. I think it's safe to say now, Jesse, this is the return of the Mac. Joe Burrow cooking, Joey Cool, Joey Smooth. He's looking amazing. Torch those bills. What a, I mean, this the scoreline doesn't do it justice. Dominant win. Yeah, really impressive performance for the Bengals. Um, the, the Bills, just it's a t- the Bengals are a tough matchup for the Bills. I mean, you know... Uh, Joe Burrow, like we were saying last week on the podcast, he's the best quarterback against zone defense. He just he shreds any zone, 
And uh, you could tell the Bills knew that. They started going into more man uh, coverage, and they're just not built for that. They're a zone coverage team, and Joe Burrow just had his way. I mean, he makes it look so easy. It's really impressive to watch. They did it without much of a run game. They did it without Jamar Chase really impacting the game. Uh, you could tell that in the game plan the that they were going to feature the tight ends. The tight ends only had 20 receptions coming into that game, and whether it was Irv Smith, whether it was Drew Sample, you know Hudson. T- Hudson, time after time, they were making plays, a couple touchdowns, uh, really good performance. Zach Taylor cooking up a really good game plan. and T. Higgins finally showed up. T. Higgins, he looked good. He looked healthy. He, he made a lot of plays. Joe Burrow said that he was going to feature T. Higgins, and T. Higgins ended up coming up huge for them. So, yeah, I don't know where the Bills go from here. They're really struggling. They don't have much of an identity on offense. They're banged up to the bone on defense. Uh, even my boy Von Miller, you know, he you can tell he's just he's so rusty coming back from that ACL injury. He's getting live reps. That's his training camp. He missed a huge TFL to that would have actually you know given the Bills and Josh Allen a chance at the end of the game there, and and he missed uh, Mixon in the backfield. Mixon got the first down, and they just kneeled it out from there. So, yeah, I mean, pretty dominant performance, like you said. The score the score doesn't show that, but the 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 Bengals were in control the entire game. And I don't think Len- Leonard Fournette, whenever he, they activate him, he's not the answer for the Bills. You know, they're just they're lacking identity. They're lacking creative creativity on the play calling. And yeah, Eli. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're they're floundering right now, man. They're they're struggling. They're up against higher caliber opponents right now. It's a problem when Josh Allen's leading your team in rushing, and you don't want Josh Allen rushing the ball because you want to protect him as your franchise quarterback. And it's a problem that Josh Allen continues to lead the league in interceptions thrown as well. This is a reoccurring theme year after year, and I get it. He's a playmaker. He makes incredible plays. That's part of where this comes from. But at the same time, like some of these plays, they just end games fast. When you're you're losing momentum and you're unable to control the possession on the ground, it's a recipe for disaster for the Bills. And they got to really figure it out quick because it's crunch time now, man. We're, we're around the midway corner and they got to really make a run to get into those playoffs now. Yeah, I mean, they already have as many losses right now through nine weeks that they had all the last year. I mean, they went 13-4 and four last year. They're sitting at 5-4 and four through nine weeks. Um, Another primetime game for them this week. I think you're looking forward to this one. I, mean, I think I, they might be smelling blood in the water over there in Denver now. I know. I mean, I wish the game was in Denver. The Bills are a different team at home, but I am really excited for this game. I think it's. A, I think we match up pretty well against them, especially uh, you know our our offense versus their defense. I think we're a pretty good running team. I'm excited for this game, of course, man. I mean, it's the first time we're gonna get to see Vaughn Miller play his uh, former team and. You know, he was the face of the Broncos for many, many years. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited for the game. It's a huge game for both, both teams. Both teams, yep. Must win for both teams. Um, Denver's looked better than Buffalo in the last few weeks, but I will never count out Josh Allen. You know, I, I can't bash him too hard. I will say, though, he's the king of trying to make, like, the 17-point play, and I think that's <laughs> why he falls in trouble with these interceptions, Elon. Yeah, no, it's it's tough, man. It's tough because we know his, his talent is immense. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he could do things very few people in the history of this sport have been able to do. So there's no doubting his talent and there's no doubting his competitiveness. But like you already touched on, the game plan's not there. And they don't have, like, the you're looking you're looking the... around and you're seeing Dalton Kincaid rise for the last few weeks, which has been big for yeah. Josh Allen. He's been a security blanket now for a few weeks to uh, counter digs on the other side of the ball. But, um... 
Yeah, it's tough, man. When you can't run the ball in this league, it's not easy. Like people always dismiss the importance of running backs, especially in the pass heavy NFL. You see it in the contracts, you see it in how they talk about them. But I'm telling you right now, if you can't control possession, if you're depending on Josh Allen to make hero throw after hero throw, you're not going to win football games. Uh, that's going to be tough sledding. Like you said, it's a it's a very interesting matchup all of a sudden now with Denver finding that identity, finding the ability to run the ball yeah. successfully and opening up the field with Russ being efficient in the red zone lately. I don't know who it's on Buffalo game. is going to tackle fucking my boy Pookie. There's a bunch of giga chads on that defense, and he's going to run right through him. You heard me? We I'm, own you! I'm excited. I got to say it. We, we, we've compared them in our own personal conversations. Uh, Joe Burrow goes up against C.J. Stroud next oh. week, and there's a lot of similarities between these there two. Really is. We love C.J. Stroud, especially. We'll we'll get into it in a bit here. The, what what a performance from him this week! But I look at those two. It's a great matchup. Yeah, man. it's a great matchup. I look at those two, and I see like almost the same person with their mechanics, the way they, you know, process, go through their reads, the way they throw the football. So, uh, like you said, that's a really big game, and the Bengals are red hot now. That's four in a row for them after their tough start. They seem to do this every single year, Eli. You quite literally said it in our preseason show, our first ever episode. You called it. You said they're notorious for starting slow. Joe Joe Burrow's notorious for starting slow, but Joe Cool is cooking now. He's in the lab. He did it without 7-Eleven this week, yeah. so he showed that and, they have different ways to beat you. So And 7-Eleven might be out for a bit. Uh, he's he got dealing smoked, with that back man. That was a huge, yeah, huge he landed hit. On that he hit that hard, really hard, man. And, yeah. uh, he, I couldn't believe he stayed in the game after that, to That's be like what we were talking about before we went live, just when the adrenaline doesn't, like, after the game, the adrenaline goes away. and You start he, feeling Chris it. Chris Collinsworth yeah. was like, in the broadcast, he's like, I guarantee you he'll be crawling out of bed tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't be calling him early in yeah. the morning. He ain't getting up. Uh, yeah, no, that was a great game though, man. I mean, it's just awesome seeing Joe Burrow play to his highest potential and yeah, quite an easy win for those Bengals. in the NFL, man. There's no doubt about it. I love Josh Allen, all respect to him, but I think it's not even really up for debate this, uh, at this point anymore. You know, for a long time, it was Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. And I think Joe Burrow at a hundred percent. It's just a little bit of a step ahead of Josh Allen. Yeah, and he's got the personnel on that team. And, the yeah, great coaching on that team, too. Uh, Very good coaching. That's a great point. Dallas-Philly. I mean, this this really lived up. You know, yeah. I thought in the back of my head we might see a beatdown from Philadelphia against those Cowboys because we've seen a couple different Cowboys teams show oh, up yeah. throughout the season so far. Team away from AT&T, right? Yeah, and I, I was worried about it because I wanted it to be such a good game and sometimes when you want that, it doesn't live up to expectations. This surpassed expe- ex- expectations for me. I think Dallas was the better team on the day. I think Dak Prescott looked phenomenal. Probably his best game of the season to date so far. Um... He was cooking C.D. Lamb after monster performance, had another huge game. Yep. Um, notably, he does all of his damage in the slot. We've talked about this before. He, he likes to operate inside those numbers. He doesn't win matchups outside those numbers. They, they just added someone Martavius. who could win matchups outside those numbers, a big body in Martavius yep. Bryant coming back to the NFL to play on the Cowboys. So that's an interesting addition. They haven't really had a number two 
receiver all year. Like, yeah. Brandon Cooks hasn't really done much. Michael Gallup's not doing much. He's just not the same since his ACL. We've seen the tight end show up a couple yeah, times Ferguson's here and there. Fer- good, Ferguson's man. looking good. I think they're trying to get more uh, more of the ball to him. Yeah. Uh, we Absolutely. saw Dallas Goddard, unfortunately, fracture his forearm in this game for Philly. He's really been showing up in the last few weeks. But, yeah, back to the game. It's Philly who found a way to win again, man. And they found a way to win a close game. Yeah. And that seems to be a reoccurring theme now. I mean, just when push comes to shove, it's just that pass rush, man. I mean, they had a couple of key sacks at the end of the game while Dallas was driving to set them up. You know, Dallas had to take a shot from deep. I mean, they had, they were driving, they had momentum, and then boom, Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat, just phenomenal performances. Reddick, seven pressures in a sack. Josh Sweat got a sack. He had six pressures. They just have a rotate rotation of bodies coming in, whether it's those two, Jalen Carter, Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, Nolan Smith, the 30th overall pick. I mean, he barely even plays. He's another guy. I mean, they're just loaded up on that defensive line. It's insane. And, yeah, just to, to echo on your point about Dak, I thought he was the best player on the field this game. Uh, definitely his best performance of the year. I thought it was his best game since uh, the playoff game last year versus Tampa Bay, quite frankly. And other than just that mistake where he uh, – on that two-point uh, conversion where he stepped out and well, he got it, but he ultimately stepped out like a yard and a half short. Other than that, he was flawless. And I just, when you're doing that, you know, he's running towards the sideline and he reaches the ball out. That's, buddy, this is a gotta have a game. Just dive, dive into the end zone. Yeah. And like, I hate, I hate that shit. Like, you know, like play with some heart there. I'm not trying to call him out because he was absolutely phenomenal. He put the team on his back. He was lights out, but that was just the one crucial error that he made in that game. And, you know, Mika Parsons, he, he was a phenomenal for the Cowboys as well. He got a sack. He was countless pressures in the backfield. But, yeah, Jalen Hurts is playing really good. Uh, he's banged up too. You know, it looked like he was maybe Oh, dude, that shot that to his knee, knee was yeah. fucked up, yeah, man. Yeah. I don't know. The, the refs missed that one. That could have been an ejection from yeah, the game. You don't was, go low like that with your helmet, man. That you was see some pretty bad roughing the passing calls, and for that one not to be called. So lucky for her to not yeah. uh, get seriously injured on that play. Um, Yeah, I'm noticing a big problem with these Cowboys, and this is about five weeks running now. Tony Pollard cannot get going, no. and they can't get him involved in the game in no. the way that they need to get him involved in games. And... We just talked about it for the Bills and how that's a struggle. Uh, as these games progress later on in the season, running the ball is going to be so, so important, especially going into the playoffs. And we've seen Tony Pollard now in the last five weeks, Jesse, 12 carries, 51 yards, 12 carries, 53 yards, 15 carries, 30 yards, 8 carries, 29 yards, 11 carries, 47 yards. That's not going to win games later on in the season. Dak can't keep throwing for 300-plus yards and three touchdowns every week. That's not going to happen. Yeah, he's looked like Tony Pollard, that is. He's looked like he's lost some juice since, uh, I think, what did he do last year? Broke his fibula? Yeah. It looks like he's lost some juice. I mean... Just that lead-back role. We questioned it at the start of the year. Can he hold that lead-back role, right? He did all of his damage last year as the RB2, and he was coming in fresh and breaking these big runs, big big, uh, catches out of the pass game, and... It just, it looks like he's better suited for that role. You know, as much as people wanted to like, you know, hate on Zeke and whatever, he's a three yard runner, blah, blah, blah. Uh, It was more effective when they had him as the lead back and Tony Pollard coming in for the change of pace, big play, thunder and lightning type of situation with those two. And with him being the lead back, they don't have another guy after him. 
Um, yeah, it's just they need someone else to step up, man. And like you said, the Matavius Bryan signing could be him. I mean, he's been out of the league for a minute. He's 31. C.D. Lamb is playing really good football. Uh, Fergie's stepping up, but, you know, I don't think they're getting the most out of Brandon Cooks. I don't think they're using him properly, to be no. quite honest with you. And Gallup has just really struggled since his ACL injury. You know, it looks like he's not, not playing with confidence. Either. No, he doesn't look like the same guy because he was a threat he at one electric, point, for man. sure, yeah. man. Yeah, it just looks like he's timid, like doesn't want to re-aggravate that injury because yeah. it was a bad one too, yeah, right? Sometimes sure. it's hard to overcome. It's a mental battle. Yeah, you, you, you sometimes, without even consciously recognize it like at the time during these games you don't know that you're not going 100 yeah. percent until you look back on the season because yeah. you, you're really afraid that's just natural human tendencies when you have such a bad injury to protect against it um yeah up next who, who who's philly taking on next they're week on the again they're week. on the bye yeah. and then the cowboys got the new york giants should be an easy one for them with all the injuries that the giants are dealing with yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like, the Cowboys found a way to lose to, lose to Arizona this year, so I, I guess you can't really dismiss That's that fair. they this could is, overlook them, right? It's a home game for Dallas, so they're, they're, yeah. they're outscoring their opponents by a lot of yeah, fast are. track out in the AT&T, but you never, like you said, you never know. Speaking of those Giants, uh, moving along, we got them taking on the now Josh McDanielless uh, Las Vegas Raiders, and it was a different Raiders team, different vibe, and the sad part for the Giants, obviously Daniel Jones tearing his ACL. He will miss the remainder of the year. Uh, Tyrod Taylor on injured reserve. That's right. So, so Tommy DeVito. Tommy, big Tommy DeVito. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't Not think, a whole lot to say there. I don't know. I don't really think any Giants fan could be feeling any worse on any given day than what just happened over the end of these last few weeks because their season is effectively over at this point. Uh, they have no hope for playoffs. They have no hope for even, I, I don't know, I guess one eye on the draft at this point for those New York Giants. I mean, that's a slaughtering to a really bad football team against the Raiders as well. So. Yeah, there's not a whole lot to add there. I mean, Max Crosby, three sacks. Really good game for him. I don't really, you know, the Raiders, they beat a banged up team and they're celebrating like they won the fucking Super Bowl. I mean, it just shows you how big of a clown show that that organization is, right? Smoking guards after beating the 2-7 and seven Giants. I mean, good for them. I don't them. think I've ever seen that in sports before, to good be honest. Good for them. I mean, I think half of that is, is celebrating Josh McDaniels getting fired, to be Yeah, like, I get that. Like, I mean, and who the hell wants that guy there? Yeah, right? that guy just seems to suck the life out of her room. I mean, some of the stories I was hearing, you know, they had a, that coaches meeting, apparently, and people were, you know, ripping into him. And Antonio Pierce was like, you know, we got to have the, the mindset of the 2007 Giants team that I played on where we beat every, where we thought we, we thought we could beat everyone and we beat the Patriots. And apparently Josh McDaniels went up to him and was like, don't you talk about the Patriots like that. And that just shows you where that guy's fucking head is at, Eli. I mean, what really blows my mind is the Raiders are just four and five somehow. Like they're literally like not even out of this season yet. And it's just felt like an absolute dumpster fire. They like, feel like they're one of like the four worst teams in the league and they're four and five. They got a very winnable game coming up against the New York Jets and Sunday Night Football. Oh um, my God, just, that's really the Sunday Nighter. You got to be yeah. fucking kidding me, man. Yeah. I mean, the Thursday Nighter is the. Who the hell is thing. scheduling this shit, man? This is fucking ridiculous, dude. Like that's yeah. terrible, man. Yeah, I mean, I think Aiden O'Connell versus that Jets defense. That's gonna be a tough matchup. I mean, this game was so bad. We're previewing the Sunday Night Football game now, so that just kind of shows you where this is. Oh going. God, I can't. There's nothing to even talk about with this game. I mean, let's yeah. just let's just 
pass, just pass on by and move to another game that's really not worth a lot of our time either. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts at the Carolina Panthers. I mean, 27-13 win for Indy. This this game was so dog shit, dude. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, I just want to give a quick shout-out to Kenny Moore. Two pick-sixes, by far just the MVP of the game. The only guy who really showed up on either team for this game. This was such a bad game of football, dude. Like, it was never even close. It's just, just a brutal I, game of football, I man. just This is the funniest thing about this is... <laughs> The Indianapolis Colts won 27-13 and had 187 yards of offense. Like, Bryce Young had a couple of awful pick sixes. He had a third interception. And I think Shane Steichen and, and the Colts were just like, man, we're just going to not fuck this up. Gardner Minshew, just don't fuck this up. We're going to play conservative. We're going to run the ball in stacked boxes. And Gardner Minshew, just, you know, check it down. And we'll come out of here with a victory. I mean, Kenny Moore scored 12 points for them. The Panthers scored 13. That just kind of sums up the entire game, Eli. I mean, it might have been one of the worst games of football all year. Yeah. Like, like this was just bad, man. <laughs> like, there's some games that are just really bad. It's like, shocking because Bryce Young was, he looked pretty damn good the week before against Houston, his best game as a pro, and I thought maybe he had turned the corner and he would come, and this was a very winnable game for It the really Panthers. was, yeah, it the definitely Colts was. The Colts defense has been reeling, giving up 35 straight in three games. And uh, just to have this kind of performance with the turnovers, 10 penalties. Um, it's hilarious they paid Miles Sanders, and he's just now a backup to Chuba Hubbard. That's how bad of a season he's having. The Panthers' O-line is terrible. They're dealing with injuries with Brian Burns' concussion. You know, he just got ruled out for Thursday Night Football, which is a bummer. I mean, for a game that bad, uh, I for at least for me, when I have to watch a game that bad, I like to watch, like, individual stars at least, you know, and... We're not even going to get that. So hopefully, I'm praying that, you know, Bryce Young can look respectable on prime time. I mean, I want to never rooting against these young kids. There's a ton of pressure on him, but this was a tough game. You Could be a case of one step forward last week, two steps back. We'll see if he could bounce back, get another step forward there, because that, that was a rough one for him. And yeah, unfortunately for the Colts, they lost a rookie receiver, Josh Downs, in this yeah. game to a knee injury. He's been having quietly a really good year so far as yeah. a rookie on that team, so hopefully uh, that's not a long-term thing for him because he, he has been a good player for them and a standout for sure. To... And they got the Patriots and uh, Germany coming up Oh on man, Sunday. yeah. So that should, I mean, it's a winnable game, too. I mean, I feel bad for the German fans. What a treat of <laughs> a game for them, huh? We're going to bring you guys the They go Indianapolis from Chiefs-Dolphins to the Colts-Patriots. So, yeah, good on you, NFL. Roger Goodell, you coward. Good that's you, just like, I don't know, man. I don't even really know what to say about some of these games they're scheduling at the time slots or scheduling them at. This, like, this it's was like, a, there was a lot of good things that happened this week. I mean, we'll get into a couple games, but this was also just, it was a mixed bag this week in terms of some of the games. Like, tell me why the 49ers and Jaguars are not on primetime yeah, instead of those games. Like, seriously. No, I know. Like, even, even, like, fuck, even <laughs> I'd rather watch the Chargers and Lions in primetime. Like, you know, like, seriously, man. Like, honestly. Even Browns Ravens should be a great divisional matchup. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just it shouldn't be that hard. I guess it is. I guess when you don't really have a brain and you have a lot of money, it's because sometimes every, nobody get thought away Aaron Rodgers' old ass would fucking crumble <laughs> four seconds into the freaking year, man. <laughs> Somehow still doing three step dropbacks and everything on just, uh, eight weeks of recovery from. Uh, all we're gonna say is you know Achilles, the boys but. here and the Gridiron Gang. You know, the two of us, I'll probably speak for Kier too. I'm sure he's on the same wave. You know, we just don't really know if he fully tore that Achilles, you know? I mean, it's very uh, very Hollywood-esque of him 
to come back. And at this point, what are you even coming back for? Because that offense, like we said, trash. It is trash, yeah. What are you going to do with Nathaniel Hackett? Not a whole lot. Uh, the only reason that he's employed in the NFL is because of Aaron Rodgers. Quite, yeah, quite literally. You know, when he was the offensive coordinator in Green Bay, that fucking bald-headed idiot, Caillou-ass-looking fuck, he didn't even call the plays for the Packers, okay? LaFleur did. So, And then he comes to Denver, calls the plays. We got taking penalties, we got the home field in Denver counting, counting down the play clock for that idiot, and then even worse in the in New York, so I just, yeah, I, I'll, you know, Nate Hackett, if you're listening, DM me, bro, DM me, man, I'll drop you an Addy, and we can settle this like men. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, yeah, those are fighting words if I've ever heard them. Uh, Minnesota Vikings, Atlanta, Jesse, um... Call me a Joshua Dobbs fan. Thank you, Joshua Dobbs, as a uh, as a nearly insane fan. Thirty-one twenty-eight win for the Vikings, and what a hero, man! He entered the building Tuesday. He doesn't know a fucking name of any of his teammates yet. He doesn't know a single play in the playbook. He said they were like speaking a different language to him on those play calls, and he he did it, man. He somehow came in there, hostile environment in Atlanta, and he walked away like a hero, leading them to that game-winning touchdown drive to end the game. And it was really, it was crazy. It was a crazy game. It was ugly at first, you know, taking safeties, a couple strip sacks. He looked lost. I mean, rightfully so, like you said. He couldn't have looked worse, really, frankly, when he first got in there. He he was saying he knew the the plays in the game plan, and that's it. So that's like a handful of plays. Um, And, you know, second half, he really turned it around. I mean, this, the whole offense for him was he was just, you know, breaking pocket, scrambling, rolling right, either using his legs to run for first down or find someone open, buying time with his legs. Uh, Kevin O'Connell, you know, communicating with him in the headset right through, right up to the 15 second mark of the play clock, telling him, I'm sure he was telling him, you know, this is your first read, this is your second read, not there, check down. So that helps, obviously, but I just can't say enough good things. I mean... It's really, like, they can make a movie on this shit. This guy's been on, like, four different teams in, like, the past, like, 12 crazy. months, man. And, you know, you know, he's, I mean. He's I, all of a sudden just in a playoff race right I now, too. I got a lot of respect like, it's for him, man. I got really a lot crazy, of respect man. for him, man. I mean, he's, like, I, I'm not saying he's a superstar or anything, but he's proven that he can play ball. What he's, I mean, he's, he's personifying what Journeyman really yeah, stands for in this league. he's clearly, like, he's like the new coming of Vinny Testavardi, man. Like, this guy <laughs> might play on all 32 teams before he's done, man. This guy's a G, you know? And he's not a bald-headed idiot. He's a bald-headed genius. He's he, a real alien-looking guy, though, man. He's rock, playing like a fucking alien out there. He's a rocket one, scientist. That's what his degree is from Tennessee. Uh, NASA put out a tweet. They they calling him. Get this, bro. They're calling him the Pastronaut. The Pastronaut. That's the sickest nickname ever, man. This guy's living like a king. Arthur Smith, on the other hand, that guy's living like a Joker. I don't know what he's doing, man. Fuck Arthur he's, Smith. He dude. doesn't use his high. I, I'm dude. loving it, man. As a Saints course, fan, like I mean, stay there. Please keep him hired because this guy is losing you this season single handedly. The way he's operating these games. I know. Too. I know. I know. I can speak for my boy here again, uh, Arthur. You know, if you want to. DM him on on Twitter and drop an Addy, you know, as a Bijan Robinson owner. I'm sure he'll throw hands at you any day of the week, pal. Yeah, I mean, it's it's perplexing. We saw them. What was it? First and goal from the two yard line. Ball start. We did not see Bijan Robinson in on that drive for three plays from the goal line. You ever run to Johnny Smith? You got to tell me why, dude. Why? Why do you draft a guy? I know why. Eighth overall and not use him in a scenario like that. It's unbelievable. Because he came out and said today that uh, Bijan is doing great things as a decoy, Eli. That's why. (laughs) 
This okay. man, this man so you're gonna <laughs> use your best draft pick that you've had in God knows how long, and you're gonna say he's now a decoy. Like he's in a wacky waving inflatable arm tube man yeah. out there. Effectively, this guy would rather shave his own mustache than play Bijan Robinson in the red zone. This is quite baffling. No, it doesn't make sense to me. I love it. I really do. I really hope they keep it up because Atlanta should be probably competing for this divisional win and they're effectively taking themselves out of the season. Thank you, Arthur Smith. Keep doing God's work, my friend. I'm, I'm loving it Taylor every Heineke, day. not much better than Desmond Ritter either. That, that interception of Murphy was terrible. He's just an up-and-down player. I mean, he hasn't changed at all. Uh he quite literally just lived up to the gunslinger uh, mantra, like yeah. 21 of 38 for 268 yards, a tutty, and an INT. Yeah. And like, a crucial interception. Yeah, it was a crucial interception, but he does have high highs and low lows. I mean, hopefully for them, he gets a high high one game and yeah. he pops off. And hopefully they'll get Drake London back soon. I mean, they were missing him. And I just, I can, like, they draft Kyle Pitts fourth overall and they feature Joni Smith. They draft Bijan Robinson eighth overall, and they fe- they featured Tyler, Tyler Algier. It's crazy. I mean, you know, I like Cordell Patterson is better than Algier. Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> We've seen Cordell do a lot of great work over the last couple of years, yeah. and he's like literally not even getting involved at all anymore. So I don't know. You know that Arthur Smith's dad is the owner of FedEx. No, but <laughs> I guess like maybe that maybe bro. maybe that's why Arthur Smith is in the NFL then because yeah, those things seem to revolve around each other all <laughs> over the planet. So I guess yep. that makes a little bit of sense. Um, thirty-seven-three, Baltimore over the Woo. Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I don't think I saw this coming. I I was honestly anticipating this to be hopefully the game of the day for the morning slate uh i was really looking forward to watching this game to see how these teams matched up against each other uh it's yeah it was crazy really because like lamar jackson really didn't need to do anything and they put up 37 points 298 rushing yards for the ravens i mean that's got to make Pete carroll sick to his stomach i mean especially when they just traded for big cat williams who's like a defensive tackle and, you know, he played pretty good. I mean, you know, but just 298 rushing yards. That's crazy, A lot of man. missed tackles. Uh, yeah, this was just, it wasn't even close. It was just a, a heavyweight fight between a heavyweight and a lightweight by yeah. the looks of it, you know? Yeah, it really was. Um, Keaton Mitchell just announced himself to the world out of, like, pretty much nowhere yeah, this week. Yeah, rookie out of ECU. He had nine touches. Sorry, nine carries for 138 yards so what, and a touchdown. A clip or yeah, a 60 yard rush, a 40 yard rush. I mean, wow, he looked incredibly fast. Yeah, he I, I don't know what he clocked in at, but he right. he looked so fast yeah. on his touchdown run. Um, so that's another added weapon, I guess. Everyone was questioning why why isn't Baltimore getting this running back? Maybe they had this up their sleeve the whole time. Him and Gus Edwards look like they could be a nice little duo moving forward. Gus Edwards being like the more power back, and Keaton Mitchell being the speed. Yeah, it was kind of weird that Gus Gus Edwards got five carries, Jesse, and know, he still and got two tutties, touchdowns. Right? But yeah. I mean, like he was he's he was getting a ton of carries coming into this yeah. game, and then all of a sudden, I don't think he was hurt at all. I no, think no, just, and it's not that's like kind of how Keaton it went. Mitchell right? had nine. Like it's not and like uh, Justice done. Hill actually led the way with yeah. uh, 13 touches over the backfield. So and Lamar, you know, he Weird. ran a little bit, um, and they they just featured everyone. I mean, Zay Flowers had only one catch, but it was a beautiful play. He cooked Spoon, which nobody's really really doing that. Spoon's been incredible this year as a rookie, and you know he kind of caught it on a crossing pattern and just. 
did his little joystick, hit the brakes, and just spun around. And it was just, he's an impressive player. And he, even that old dog, man. Even Odell Beckham getting involved. First touchdown time. of the year for yeah. a good old on his, OBJ. On his 31st birthday, so, you know. And, and you know, he that was probably his best game as a Raven. You know, he had that fumble. You know, you can tell he's pressing. He wants to make a play. He wants to live up to that contract. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this was just, this, this Ravens defense is phenomenal. Um, it, the, the, my favorite, like Roquan Smith is a superstar, but other than that, it's just a, it's just a sound unit. There's not a lot of stars on it. It's just a very creative scheme, very good coaching. And every, every, all 11 players buying in, you know, they got a good rotation on the D line, Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith. They're always lined up at the line of scrimmage. You never know who's coming and who's dropping back. And they're just always keeping these offenses on their toes. And this was a really rough game for Geno Smith, really rough game for the Seattle offensive line. I think moving forward, they need to, this is just my opinion, I think their best player on offense is Ken Walker, and they need to feature him. Uh, I don't like all this, they, they throw too much and don't run enough, and they're, they're you know, it's just, the, it's the complete opposite of what they did when they had Russell Wilson in his prime, who was a superstar. You know, they were such a run-first team play defense, and now with Geno Smith, That's they're weird. like pass-heavy, and just, they have two really good running backs. Ken Walker's like, he should be a superstar. So, yeah, I think they got to go back to the drawing board here. I can't imagine Pete Carroll being happy with that defensive performance. And I'm not going to lie, uh, they got to turn it around yeah, really fast. Like, really, really fast, because they got the commanders at home next week, and then it gets super tough yeah, they for the next five weeks. I mean, divisional matchup against the Rams in L.A. It's never easy playing a divisional game. should be back for that, He too. should be back. Then it's the 49ers, the Cowboys, the 49ers and the Eagles. So you really And they still got the Steelers. I mean too, this right? this is as an important of game as they could possibly have heading into such a difficult stretch of the season for the Seahawks. So they want to they want to bounce back really fast here, get a commanding win against those commanders and really turn it around. And Baltimore, I mean, man, do they ever look good this year, dude? Like they're winning in so many different ways all season long. We're seeing Lamar win games with his arm. We're yep. seeing them win games from their defense. We're seeing them win games running the ball now. When you have that many weapons that could hurt you all over the field, you become a legitimate contender, and that's what we're seeing. They got the Browns next week, big divisional game, put their stamp on that division next week. So Yeah, they beat the Detroit Lions 38-6. The Detroit Lions have been you know, the, the, the darling of the NFL this year. They beat the Seattle Seahawks 37-3. They beat the Browns already without Deshaun Watson, without P.J. Walker, but still they beat them 27-3, I think. Uh, this team is a very serious team. They're to, to me, they're built like the Eagles. They're big. They're physical. They can run. They can pass. They can play defense. They can get after the passer. So, yeah, I think right now, you know, between them, KC, Jacksonville, Cincinnati, I mean, that's the cream of the crop in the AFC right now. Yeah, it they're, is. they're at the very the, the front of that conversation. Yeah, they really are. I mean, that's four in a row now. Four really, like, commanding wins, too. So, yeah, they're just looking really good, man. They're looking really, really good. Good time to be a Baltimore fan right now. Uh, yeah, and I already said, Seattle's got to turn it around, like, real quick. Like, no time to figure it out because that, that's a huge game now all of a sudden for them, especially with uh, San Francisco recently struggling as yeah, well. So, 100%. yeah, um... I guess we got Chicago Bears at the New Orleans Saints up next. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat, baby? We back. We back winning again. Uh, it was not pretty. It was not pretty at all. 24-17 win 
for the New Orleans Saints. And man, I'm telling you right now, watching this game, it was so depressing seeing how easily a Div 2 legend like Tyson Badgett was moving the ball at times against us. He was doing it with his legs. He was doing it through the air. I mean, this game was like close to getting out of hand very early on for uh, the New Orleans Saints. Thankfully, key turnovers. Uh, Got to shout him out. Paulson Adebo. Huge game. Two interceptions, one forced fumble that he went on to recover himself too. So this was by far like MVP performance for him. We do not win this game without getting five turnovers. We had five turnovers and we won by one touchdown against div two quarterback no it's like absolutely like perplexing stunning i did not see this game playing out the way that it did uh going into the week no that's that's a really like i'm telling you like there's a alarm bells ringing we are now in the lead of our division but there's a big problem man and it's starting with our run defense because listen tyson badgent I don't know much about this guy. He doesn't look like the fastest guy to me as a quarterback. I know he's got some wheels, but he had eight runs, scrambles for 70 yards. That's ridiculous. Uh, Foreman, 20 carries, 83 yards. I mean, they torched us on the ground all day and uh, moved the ball very easily through the air at times too. So I don't know, man. I I don't really know how I feel after this. You obviously are always happy with a win. You're always happy to be leading to the division, but there's alarm bells ringing. There's a lot of things that need to be worked on, and it's quite literally a complete 360 bipolar uh, organization from the start of the year till now because our defense was leading the way, and then all of a sudden now you're seeing the offense look better and the defense looking lost for their identity, especially at the front line, Jesse, so... Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know, man. Taysom Hill had a great game. I just, yeah, I just wanted to say too. He's, I, I, I've been talking shit about this guy for years, for a long, <laughs> long, long time, for a very long time, and I gotta really say, right now, he's literally our best player on offense. I, I don't think anybody thought that he would be having his best season at age. I think he's thirty three without Sean Payton. <laughs> I mean, he's the Sean Payton's guy. Right? Like, I mean, that's crazy. And you know, he's had good seasons in the past, but he's he's really just a true weapon for you guys. He plays. He's a positionless guy. They use him perfectly. Uh, Kamara, you know, not much from him out of the ground, but he continues to make plays in the passing game. Derek Carr did his thing. He 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 made a couple of nice throws. Made made some good reads. Didn't turn the ball over. And yeah, I mean, a win's a win in the NFL. You can never be too mad about it. But I know what you mean. I mean, you kind of you kind of would expect him to win by a little bit more than seven. But especially when you have five turnovers. Five turnovers dude. and you're at like, home. What the fuck, man? And yeah, <laughs> like seriously, what the fuck, dude? The that doesn't even add up, like, you know? Like the Saints only had three hundred yards of offense too, man. No, like, like, this was just a weird game. Happy to get out of it with a win, but you know they're gonna they're gonna need to play. I'm not saying they're playing bad, but they're gonna need to play better than that. Uh, both sides of the ball against some better competition moving forward, Eli. Yeah, they are, man. And now they got they got the man himself, the man, the myth, the, the legend, the Joshua them. Dobbs yeah. in Minnesota next week. So that should be a good game, man. That's all of a sudden a huge game for playoff implications for both teams and, with Minnesota streaking yeah. as well now too. And like so. you said, like if Tyson Badgett was cooking them with their legs, they need to be honed yeah, in on their rush Joshua lanes. Dobbs has got yeah, wheels, he's man. Got, he's good running. He's good at getting out of the pocket and, and using his arm and leg, so the Saints need to be sound with their rushing lanes. And then maybe game of the year on Thursday night, Carolina, Chicago. Yeah, this is this is <laughs> I what, mean, this, this is literally what we live for this out here. Is what Listen, we live for. I, I've already took, you like that? Yeah, I've already taken the day off work to mentally prepare for this day, <laughs> this game. 
I mean, this is a big one. This is for the number one overall pick, even though Chicago has both teams' picks. You know, they're gonna go. They're going to war out there. Bryce Young versus maybe Justin Fields or maybe Tyson Badgett, Agent Badgett, special guy. But uh, yeah, man, uh, looking forward to that one, man. Fuck's sake, man! <laughs> Holy shit! I mean, wow, wow. I guess it is what it is, man. Thursday's gonna suck. Whatever, we'll see. Hopefully something special happens. I'll be tuned in for the whole three and a half hours, though. That's just what I do. That's what I do, boy! Hopefully something special happens there. We'll see. We'll see. Arizona-Cleveland. Talking about special, man. Let's just keep it. Talking about special. Uh, What did did our boy Clayton Toon have? 58 passing yards in an entire game of football. When you add in... You know how many times he got sacked, and then the rushing yards of the Cardinals—they had 58 yards of total offense. Is it 1923 or 2023? Like, like that's, that's insane. insane. I don't care how good a defense Anyways, is. Deshaun, I don't care what yeah, team you're no, fielding. That's unacceptable, no. dude. The Listen, fans deserve better, man. They, they really do. This, fuck, man. Like I don't even know what I. I I plead the fifth on this game. I'm not even going to talk about it. I don't even want to, man. Like, Let's move on. That's it. That's it for me, man. Like, screw that, dude. Like, seriously, screw that, man. But, yeah, anyways, just Cleveland-Baltimore next week. Who yeah. Should be a good game, I guess, right? Yeah, let Arizona get a fucking win well, against we got Atlanta, Kyler Murray. baby. Kyler Come on, Murray's... Kyler Murray. Yeah. Get the win. Let's yeah. go, man. Come on, dude. Who are they playing? Atlanta. Oh, yeah, God. I would love it. Show up big, Kyler Murray. Let's go, go buddy. Go fucking goon that Arthur Smith clown. Okay, here's a game I could not even talk enough about really <laughs> now. Moving on. Tampa Bay at Houston. Fuck sakes, man. This might have been literally the best football game of the entire season. This had it all. 39-37 win for Houston in the end. Uh, CJ Stroud, as if, he, as if he didn't already announce himself on the stage. What an incredible, epic, iconic performance. Heroic last gasp touchdown. Like, they literally gave up a touchdown with 45 seconds left in the game to go down. And he led them down the field and won the game. 470 yards. Uh, That's an NFL record. Rookie record. Rookie record, sorry. Passing the epic um, Andrew Luck from back in the day. And you've already said this to me off air, just talking. You think... This guy is the best rookie you've seen since the aforementioned Andrew Luck. And what oh, yeah. what a game, man. What an incredible win. I mean, 14 touchdowns to one interception through his first, what, eight games. Um, they're 4-4, four and four, matching or surpassing their win total last year. And, like, you know, Andrew Luck, as a rookie, he had 23 touchdowns and 18 picks. So Stroud is way ahead of that. Uh, Andrew Luck was just so special in the fact that he took that 2-14 and 14 team win to a 10-win rookie seasons right then cj stroud's on his way to doing that if he can get this team i mean he is in my opinion the best rookie quarterback since andrew luck without question and if he can get this team into the playoffs he has a chance to pass that too i mean he's exceptional i mean and this isn't like dink and dunk this isn't like we're running the ball for 150 yards a game and you're making they have no fucking run this is cj stroud nine nine passing plays of over 20 yards this is C.J. Stroud processing like an absolute veteran, like a Drew Brees or a Peyton Manning. This is C.J. Stroud telling the guys with 45 seconds left, telling his offensive line, if you guys just give me a little bit of time, I'm going to lead this down here. This guy has incredible confidence in himself. He prepares the right way. 
He reads, he watches the film. You can tell he's all about his business. He loves playing quarterback. He loves playing quarterback for the. This Houston guy Texans. doesn't even have a true star no, around him. You know what I mean? No, like I'm not not dismissing the actual talent that they have in their receiver. They're room, all young, but man. these guys are young, unproven guys. Imagine and if he had a Jamar Chase. Like or it's a crazy Kyrie to think about, man. Justin it's Jefferson. crazy to think about what I he's mean, doing right now, man. It really is. They had three wide receivers over a hundred yards. Uh, well, two wide receivers and a tight end. First time in franchise history. Um, you know, this guy, he just, he does his five step back. He looks right. No one's open. He looks left. Boom. Piss missile. He looks left. Looks right. Boom. Piss missile. I mean, this guy is incredible. He's got a really good arm. He's the best deep thrower in the NFL right now. Not saying he has the best arm or anything like that, but he is the absolute best passer over 20 yards. He's very accurate. He's throwing lasers all over. Can't say enough good things about this. And and Baker Mayfield was also very good in this game. He had a he played he had great, some man. really good he throws. Great. He continues to be like the lone bright spot for the Tampa Bay Bucks, in my opinion. He's he's playing pretty good football. I mean, last week in Buffalo, I thought he had a really good game, even though the stats don't show it. He played hard, he never gave up. He did it again today. He's playing really hard. I don't know what's going on with this Bucks defense. No, I mean, like, literally, that should, this this whole story should be, like, how Baker won yeah. them this game, yeah. and it's not. Like, and, and CJ he, Stroud stole that. He came down that. and did it. He, did his, he, thought, he led what he thought was a game-winning touchdown, and then, boom, CJ Stroud just answers. There's so. no way. Like you say, like, this was supposed to be a highly rated defense yeah. coming into the year. You just gave a rookie quarterback 45 seconds not to come down and kick a field goal to tie the game. Like, that was not an option. No. He had one option, and that's a touchdown to win the game. And they gave that up, and that that's mind blowing to me, man. Like C.J. Stroud was sixteen of twenty in the second half. I mean, he was lights out in the second half. He's, I mean, every single week he's in the conversation for best quarterback play of the week, best quarterback on the field in his game. And 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 for me, Eli, the what's impressive is. I thought last week against Carolina was his worst game as a pro, 140 yards. You know, he didn't throw a pick or anything like that, but, you know, to lose to that woeful Carolina team and then to come back and answer the way he did uh, against guys who – this team is three – there's still guys on this roster three years ago that won a Super Bowl, you know. A lot of guys on that defense were part of that Super Bowl. And so this was a huge game for C.J. Stroud. I see Joe Burrow when I watch him play. I know we touched on that earlier. They're so similar. They're machines throwing the football. I mean, every single you could just cut up cut up still frames of the film. Every single throw looks the same. His mechanics are flawless. Joe Burrow's mechanics are flawless. I'm so excited for this quarterback matchup. I know they're not going to be on the field at the same time, but as a fucking this is what I love, man. I love quarterback play, play the position. And I'm really looking forward. That's probably the game besides the Broncos Bills that I'm most looking forward to next week. Eli. Yeah, no. I would even rather this game be in any of the primetime slots. Oh, 100%. I'm cool with the Monday Nighter, obviously Broncos Bills, but the Sunday Nighter, the Thursday Nighter. I mean, I think CJ Stroud deserves that spotlight with how he's been playing too, man. He really does, man. He really does. I mean, like this guy's literally in the discussion for MVP this year if he yeah. gets them into the playoffs. I mean, like, he's there's a no joke, in, man. Shoe in rookie, for a rookie of, the of the year, and and if he continues this. MVP, like seriously, man. There's the not. There's yeah. not a soul that would have said Houston's only, a playoff team before the, the season started. The only started. thing with the MVP is they generally give it to the best player on the first seed in either conference, and I don't foresee Houston no. getting first. But I, I know what you mean. Like he's theoretically, he's you how, know what like, I mean. He's you're starting to have the conversation of of who would you take over C.J. Stroud at quarterback, and obviously there's a handful of guys that you would, but he's. He, he, he's, he's, like you said, he's gone next, man. He's really showing it. I think that him, I, I feel like this division shaping up 
going forward with Trevor Lawrence, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson could be a really, really special quarterback division. They're all 24 or younger, um, especially with Trevor Lawrence and C.J. Stroud. Um, I just the, the NFL is in good hands, and the quarterbacks that they're producing right now is really good. Shout out to D'Amico Ryans too, man. Minority coach, defensive coach, just all ready for them to be four and four. They were three and fourteen last year. Um, you know they don't have a ton of they don't have a ton of talent on this team. It's a bunch of young no name guys, draft picks that they've hit on. So I think he's doing a great job. If they make the playoffs, I think he needs to be in coach of the year discussion. Absolutely. 100%, um, man. Yeah, man. And this is, uh, I mean, you know, this is one of the funnest teams to watch in the entire NFL. Yeah, and it's, like, quite literally, like... When's the last time you said that about Houston? I mean, they, they no, had, they had some good times it's with Deshaun Watson before that guy became an absolute scumbag. But, I mean, CJ Stroud's already looking like a better... Co- I mean, he's Way definitely better. better than Deshaun Way Watson better. right now. But even when Deshaun Watson was electric... I mean, CJ Stroud's as good, if not better, than that right no, now. No, we were texting about this last night. Uh, the term generational talent gets thrown around way too much just by the media, by analysts. But yeah, every like, year there's a new generation. Quite literally, talent. man, like for, for my money's worth and whatever you want to call it, like this guy is having such a special year. Yeah. Obviously, time will tell. Yeah. Sometimes we see teams get taped after one year on a very good rookie and then they come back and throw some curveballs at him the next year. I mean, all you could say is just enjoy watching this kid while yeah. you can because it's special what he's doing and it's a really, really special win, special they're game, four, special year for him so they're far. They're 4-4 four and, four and, and their schedule coming up, they got the Cardinals, uh, you know, and then, and then, no, sorry, they got the Bengals and then the Cardinals, a big divisional matchup versus the Jags, uh, Broncos, Jets, Titans, Browns, Titans, Colts. So he's got like that's a, not like there's some tough games in there. He's going to be going up against some tough defenses, and I'm really excited to see what he can do against some of these some of the better defenses that he's coming up against. Either. Yeah, and don't forget he torched those Jags earlier this year too. Like yeah. that was a huge win I earlier. Think, I in do the year. think that Jags team. It's like, different a lot now. It's different now. But there. I mean, like that'll only give him confidence going back against in, them, right? In Jacksonville too. So they get the Jags in Houston in in the dome. Uh, hometown hometown crowd hostile environment so and that's the thing is this crowd is rocking in houston yeah they are they believe they believe now man they really do they got their guy and they got him for a long time i can't say like i love D'Amico ryan's i'm loving cj stroud i think they're gonna these two are gonna do special things with each other moving forward man i think houston's like two home run the higher and the draft pick yeah it's really a one-two banger, man. It really is. And thank you for beating those Bucks too. I just want to shout that out as well. Those are two big wins That's coming like from behind. Three or four against... losses in a row for, yep. for Tampa. Yep. I mean, they're they're reeling. Yep. Um, they can't run the ball for shit. Man, talk about reeling. How about those New England Patriots, man? They're two and seven. They're now the only team in the NFL this year to not win a single game outside their own division. And they just lost twenty to seventeen to the Washington Commanders, and that's with Sam Howell throwing quite literally one of the worst interceptions I've in my own personal memory bank. I don't think I've seen one worse than that this year. That was like honestly insane decision making at the end of the first half there. But good for him; he bounced back. The kid's got a short term memory apparently because he just gunslings all year, dude. Like 
He's having you. You talk to me about it. I think you have the stats somewhere. Yeah, I'll, I'll One of the craziest stat years I've ever heard from this any guy, quarterback ever. This guy is the funniest guy in the NFL. <laughs> He's like the, the funniest guy to watch, man. Like, I can't like this guy. The Korean sensation. This guy is hysterical to watch, man. <laughs> So, he's on pace to be the most sacked quarterback ever in a season. Top four pass attempts of all time. 4,600 passing yards he's on pace for. 28 touchdowns and 22 turnovers. <laughs> I mean, he's quite literally hilarious. I mean, you know, he's... Like you said, he, he doesn't give a single fuck. <laughs> like, he'll have a terrible turnover and then he'll just throw a piss missile down the middle to it's Dobson like or McLaurin. It's crazy, like, he's, I mean, he's... he's had some incredible highlights and yeah. lowlights this I'm year. I'm telling like, you, I was telling you earlier, this guy is either Brett Favre, the next coming of Brett Favre, or the next coming of Jake Cutler. I see absolutely <laughs> nothing in the in between. Uh, you know, I'm rooting for him. He's fun to watch. Uh, the really Commanders and up now, all four of their wins have been by a combined 17 points. So that's pretty crazy stat right there. Grinding. Yeah, they're grinding it out. And I was just, we've been pretty tough on Ron Rivera this podcast. <laughs> So I want to give this guy his flowers and shut him out a little bit. You know, the the new owner, Josh Harris and Magic Johnson and company, they basically said, fuck you, bud, you're done. We're trading our two best defensive players. And for him to come out and get a win after that, I mean, that's, that is, that is impressive yeah, to that not is, lose the is. locker room. I mean, I'm sure Rivera knows he's fucking, he's canned at the end of the year. So good for him. Eric Bianami continues to, you know, just... Great game call, great game planning. This offense is fun to watch. They got a lot of talent. Jahan Dotson's starting to come along. Uh, He's showing up again, yeah. man. He had a great year last year. Yeah, so yeah. And everyone was kind of perplexed this year with what he was outputting for the start of the year. We saw videos of him like working on the hold for yeah, like kicks, I know, and I, I, and I'm like, what's going on here, man? Like this guy is so talented. This guy needs to be a weapon. And the last three weeks, we're starting to see him get a fair share of targets and a fair share. Back-to-back touchdowns now for him. So, uh, yeah, it's great to see him getting involved. That's back-to-back games over 300 yards for Sam Howell for the first time in his career, too. Uh, and there's some rumblings that... You they're know, just one game back of a playoff yeah, spot know, right now. They're, they're still they're, alive they're and like, kicking, man. They're like, like the Raiders, bro. It's, like, yeah, it's like, how is this <laughs> even happening, really? It's but they're not, not, obviously not as like dysfunctional as the Raiders, but you just... you don't. You don't think of them as do you think of them as being like you know bottom of the NFC quite frankly but um, there's rumblings going on that Bill Belichick might be coaching for his job this this week in Germany I mean you know this is their worst start since 2000 Tom Brady's rookie year to be honest like I I understand I I get that uh, but there's no way that he's gonna be fired in the middle of a season just. Just based on the respect that... Kraft, I don't think he should be. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Robert Kraft, like, this guy literally won how many Super Bowls? You know what I mean? Like, just in terms of the respect for him in general, for what he's done for this organization. I, not, man, yeah. I mean, that would be one of the most shocking things I think you'd ever see in NFL history if that was to happen. But I get it. They yeah. are fucking terrible I don't right think, now, dude. I don't think he should be canned midseason. Everything he's done. I mean, I know they're 2-7 and seven and they're not playing good football, but... Uh, yeah, I agree with you, man. I think out of respect to him, you know, second most winning coach in NFL history, six Super Bowls, all of that. We all know his resume, so I would I would let him go. But you know, it's a it's a cutthroat business at times too, man. And you just you never really know what these old fucking owners got going on in their head. No, Robert Kraft's pretty crazy too. I mean, right? you know the rub and tug and yeah, shit. Yeah, that guy's a psycho. Yeah, now that we put it that way, I could. 
I can kind of see it, actually, the more I think about it. But that would be some psychotic shit for sure. Um, and Juju Smith, you know, he dropped a perfect pass on that uh, when they were marching on yeah, the, either game-tying or game-winning drive. Went right through his hands and intercepted. And you just got to wonder why Bill Belichick didn't give that contract that he gave to Juju to Jacoby Myers. Exactly. same contract. No Jacoby Myers would have straight up caught that. Not saying that... He's a superstar or anything like he's that. He's better, though, he's and he's better. healthier. I mean, Ju- yeah. they knew Juju was banged up yeah. when they gave him that contract, yeah. too, and he's been playing like it's a crazy. banged up That guy guy's year. so bad, bro. Like, what ha- like he had 900-plus yards last year. Like, I know, man. He's lost it completely. It's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. It really is. Uh, and they're in Germany. Quick turnaround. I mean, it's hard to think that they have any hope at two and seven of the playoffs no, now. No, they're done for the playoffs. I, I, uh, they, they have a chance to beat the Colts, though. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that... Whatever, man. What a shit fucking game, honestly, dude. That I'll be sucks. watching it. 6.30 I am looking forward to Washington-Seattle, though. I think that's a huge game for both teams. Obviously, at this point, Washington still believes, man. And yeah. Seattle needs to win this game. Like, as we already touched on, they really do. So, Absolutely. Uh, LA Rams, Green Bay, 20-3 to win for the Packers. I mean, like, this was just fucking pathetic, too, man. Like, no Matt Stafford and literally... No offense to speak of whatsoever against a bruised, battered, injured, depleted Green Bay secondary. They couldn't do a damn thing, man. This is my question for you, and this is a serious question, and I think this actually proved it, in my opinion. Is there a more valuable player to their team than Matthew Stafford? No. Like... Every single week, no. like this team does not have a lot of talent. No, Matthew Stafford never gets the credit he no. deserves. He is a fucking top they, ten quarterback compete, when he's healthy. They compete dude. in every single. game This team that is he plays. so bad. <laughs> I know, They're so bad without him. Like it's crazy. <laughs> Three points against like a bottom five defense, the worst run defense. They couldn't run the ball. Brett Rippin is fumbling snaps. I mean, he got literally cut today after that <laughs> performance, bro. Like that's how bad it was. Dude. Like. You know, I mean, I'm it, not, was, never, it was abysmal, never, really, like, dude. It you know, really was. Jokes on people losing their jobs and stuff, but I mean, that just literally shows you he was horrible, and he's an ex-Bronco. I've watched this guy play for the Denver Broncos. He is not very good. Um, he is a he has a future in coaching, but he just lacks severe physical talent. <laughs> um, you know, he wasn't drafted for a reason. But yeah, you know, I think Jordan Love, you know, efficient first game with zero turnovers since week two. Um, they got to get. I mean, first of all, finally, they fucking gave Aaron Jones some touches. Yeah, I know seriously. 20 carries for 70-something yards is nothing but special. Still, but still, it's just like you got to go yeah. through that game script yeah. with this team, exactly. with this quarterback. Exactly. That's got to be the blueprint exactly. for success and there. And they need to find ways to get the ball into Christian Watson's hands. He's their most dangerous weapon. He had two targets. Yeah, two targets. One was a 37-yard catch. An incredible a, catch exactly. on not a very good throw. That's, Jordan Love's deep ball accuracy is Fucking awful, horrible, bro. man. Horrible. It is awful. I can't believe that I thought this guy was going to be competent in the beginning of the season, man. I'm a dumbass, bro. I'm I'm not him. I'm not that guy. That was he has been very lackluster. I thought he was decent enough in this game. I mean, all he had to do was not piss down his leg with this Quite Rams offensive yeah. performance. But the Rams are going into their bye. They signed Carson Wentz. Apparently, Matthew Stafford should be good to go after Carson the bye. Wentz is back. Kyron oh Williams God. is supposed to be back after the bye. So they, now that's huge. And that's they huge. got Seattle after the bye. So that that's a big game. They're not quite out of it yet. They need to win that game. They do. But they're going to be going uh, up against Seattle pretty much at full firepower. So I'm, that should be a good game in a couple of weeks. But 
Yeah, Green Bay, continue to fucking involve Aaron Jones. He's the best player on your offense. A.J. Dillon is dog water. He's terrible. He is awful. He's terrible. He man. is just horrid. I can't believe they wasted a second-round pick on that guy. I mean, that guy is built like a refrigerator, bro. No, like, how can you hit a hole when you're literally the size of two bodies that you're trying Najee to get The guy makes Harris dude. look pinner, dude. Like, yeah, like, it's, I don't know, man. I don't know. Shout out Jerry Alexander. You know, he got an interception. Or not an interception. He got a, a nice pass deflection that led to an interception. Probably his best game of the year against... Yeah, that guy's really been talking bigger than I what know, he's been playing. Like, I'm kind of getting sick of it. No, like, back I, I, it up if you're going to yeah, talk that big. Like, for real, man. 100%. So, yeah, that was big for him to actually do something for once. But it was Brett fucking Ripping, so... <laughs> Mark Ripping's uh, nephew. Yeah, man. Uh, That's about all that we need to spend. Yeah, on. whatever, man. I think, you know... Green Bay's against Pittsburgh. I don't know what the fuck to make of Pittsburgh. I guess Pittsburgh will probably just somehow win that game yet again, like that's they've been a, doing that's all That's a game, year. bet the under. I mean, like... I mean, I don't know anything, but bet the under. Yeah, honestly, that's just... Yeah. Miami, Kansas City, moving on. Here we go. Uh, this was... Had all the makings for what should have been a very special game. Uh, we were hoping for a shootout. We were hoping for explosive offense out there in Frankfurt, out there in Germany. Uh, I just want to start by saying Travis Kelsey surpassed Tony Gonzalez, a true all-time legend of the NFL. As Top the, three tight end of all time. Yeah, as the Chiefs' all-time leader in receiving yards. So that's a massive, massive accomplishment for... Travis Kelsey on an otherwise very forgettable game from him. He really was not able to get involved whatsoever in this game for the Chiefs. And the Chiefs continue to win without their offense. They win on defense. They're, they're winning games now consistently all year with one of what is kind of showing up to be one of the more shocking, very talented defenses. Yeah, top five defense NFL. in the NFL so far through nine weeks, Eli. Uh, they make plays, you know, Steve Spagnolo, I think, is one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL. He's super creative. Um, you know, Trent McDuffie forcing that fumble on Tyreek Hill, who just talked out of his absolute ass this You don't week. talk like that and then saying, cost the game like saying that. Saying that he's going to go 12 for 250 and then he's, what, 8 for 62. That's the lowest. And literally the turnover that lost yeah. the game in the end. So, yeah. And, you know, I think Mike McDaniel in the first half just, I don't know why they weren't running the ball. They came on the second half and ran the ball very effectively. Uh, I just think this guy has too much belief in Tua. Uh, Tua needs things. He he needs things going right to succeed. I mean, he's not going to backpack the team, in my opinion, at least. I think his play proves that. Um, that that he had he has. I told you we were talking during this game. I told you, man, he has three to five plays every single week where it's like. How is this guy even fucking in the NFL? Dude, that, that, like, that uh, miscommunication, whatever you want to call it, between him and uh, Cedric Wilson was actually, like, I actually started laughing at dude, that, that, was like that. that was, like, absolutely unbelievable. The worst watch. throw I think I've ever <laughs> fucking seen in my whole life, man. Like, like you, you almost would have had to believe it would have been tipped or something to miss, like, that dramatically on my it. My boy it David Lee would have made that damn throw. That shit was... <laughs> awful man like i can't believe that it was literally floating up in the air it was like an 18 yard duck um he had a horrible intentional grounding too where he just looked like he was terrified to get hit um but yeah i mean the first 15 plays the chiefs came out like they were on an absolute mission they just drove right down the field and scored i thought oh this might get ugly 
And then, you know, the Dolphins' defense stepped in. Bradley Chubb had a really good game. You know, forced fumble, sack, a couple tackle for losses. He was everywhere. Um, yeah, you know, this game didn't live up to the offensive fireworks that we were expecting, but I still thought it was a pretty good game. I was, I was entertained with it. It was, for me, worth waking up at 6 in the morning to watch it. Um, yeah, I mean, the Chiefs, they continue to get it done. Pat Mahomes promised the world that they'll figure it out on offense after the game. So You know what is crazy, though? We are sitting here talking about their defense and how great they are, but like Patrick Mahomes is still third in the NFL in passing yeah, games, I know. and he's still fourth in touchdowns. But like the level that we're used to seeing from Patrick Mahomes here, is right? so like, fucking high yeah. that even when it feels like we're watching a very mediocre Patrick Mahomes, he's yeah. still one of the best. Oh, yeah. I he's mean, still easily I mean, performing statistically top five, and he feels like he's actually playing not good football this year, and that's not the case. Yeah, Because that's how high we look at him. There's never, there's never going to be a time for me where he's not the best player in the NFL. I mean, I'll take him over anybody. I don't care who's playing better than him. Obviously, guys are playing better than him right now, but I think, you know... I promise you, no matter what, when it when push comes to shove in any playoff game, every, fan, best, every right? fan in the world would want Patrick yeah. Mahomes instead of their quarterback. This guy, listen, he's in, what, year six, seven? He's yet to play a road game in the playoffs. They're always the fucking <laughs> first seed. That's crazy. Uh, he's yet to not, like... He's lost two AFC Championship games in overtime. That's the only two games, the two times that he hasn't been to the Super Bowl. I mean, this guy's a special guy. We hold him to a high standard. He's not playing like he has in years past, but he's still playing very good football. I think if they had, you know, Russell Wilson, Geno Smith, someone like that on their team at quarterback, this team would be like three and five or something, you know? Like, <laughs> quite frankly, man, like, I mean, yeah, like, that's a great point that you make. He's still, he's still doing his damn thing. Uh, they need to get. You know, Rashid Rice the ball a little bit he's, more. He's literally now the number two and, after Kelsey. It's like yeah, literally going to be yeah, Kelsey and yeah. him. No one else yeah. is doing a he's fucking really thing. He's really good at yak. He's really good at uh, running after the catch, yards after the catch. Um, and, you know, it's This crazy. might literally be like a top five worst receiver room in, oh, in yeah. the NFL this year. Oh, yeah. Like, that's yeah. the crazy part. I mean, Tony, Kadarius Tony is, this doesn't even, like, this guy doesn't even see the field, man. This guy was, the, like, the 20th overall pick a few years ago. This guy's trash, man. <laughs> Fucking joker-ass goon, man. No, like, it's, like, crazy, man. Like, I don't know how the hell he's gonna do it. I, I have confidence they're gonna find a way. I just don't know how, but, like. I, I just, I have confidence in him, and I think he'll play his And Andy Reid. It's, like, you yeah. know, they're gonna concoct something yeah. to be there, but I just don't know how with the talent just, that he's surrounded by now. It's, it's crazy, It's gonna be man. different this year. I mean, they're gonna have to lean on that defense, especially when the playoffs come, and then it's gonna be up to Patrick Mahomes to make a few special plays that he makes in these games, not turn the ball over, and I think they gotta lean into the running game a little bit more uh with their lack of weapons on the perimeter you know pacheco is a pretty good running back Jarek mckinnon you know he had a nice touchdown catch i feel like they need to get him the ball i was gonna say uh too, he he was a threat for years now for them yeah. too so it's like they gotta find different ways to get him the ball because he has those rarefied abilities to get in open space when there's not a lot of space available. He had so. like nine touchdowns in the second half of the year. Yeah, like last he year. went crazy so last maybe year. Maybe they, they'll figure that. I mean, they're going into their bye this week, and Andy Reid's notoriously he's known notoriously for being just unreal coming out of a bye. So I think that this this might be their time to get right, get a little bit more consistent on offense. So what I want to know is where does Miami go from here now? Where 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 do we even look at the Miami Dolphins? Are these 
like are they for real or are they Listen, just a fake team at this point? No, they're frauds for sure. Um they're gonna win that division because that division's not very good. Buffalo's not very good. The Jets the Jets are the Jets and the Patriots are the Patriots. So I expect Miami to win that division. I expect them to finish no higher than fourth. And I could see them winning a game in South Florida because they're good in South Florida. And then when they have to leave South Florida to go play another playoff team, they're going to get absolutely fucking steamrolled, Eli. That's <laughs> just quite frankly how I see it. They haven't beat a team over 500 this year. I straight up think if they played Denver again, that, like, I don't, like, I, I, I think Miami's a more talented team than Denver, but there's no way that it would be the same outcome that it was in week three. Um, I don't even know if they would beat the Chargers right now again, straight up. Like, this, this team is. Like, uh, yeah, they're frauds. Like, the, the three losses they've had now have been against Buffalo. Mid. Philadelphia. Good. And the Chiefs. Good. And in those games, and you could argue the same against the Chiefs, I know it was a 21-14 final. That game wasn't close. No. Philadelphia stomped them. Yeah. Like, absolutely thoroughly yeah. stomped the them. 31-17, yeah. and it could have been way worse. The and Bills the Bills legitimately massacred was 48-20, to 20, yeah. and that was coming off that uh, legendary 70-point 70, 70 yeah. performance. Um, it's really hard for me to wrap my head around this team right now, and you just spoke to it earlier. Tua is a timing quarterback, right? So when the timing gets thrown off, in these routes that he has with this, this all the speed around yeah, him, the when they're everything. getting this pressure to him, he looks it's terrified. He looks scared, yeah. man. And I get it. He he suffered some crazy, crazy concussions but last you're playing year, football. and he's playing a real man sport, a violent sport. So our teams now starting to see the blueprint on how to throw off this Miami offense with these losses that we've seen from them now. I also will say I think. You know, this is proving in the NFL size over speed, you know, like speed is it's flashy. They got the creativity, the flashiness on offense. But, you know, when you're coming up against a really good team like the Chiefs or, you know, the Eagles, the size is going to beat the speed like nine times out of ten, man. And like they played Buffalo back when Buffalo was pretty healthy on defense, too. And, you know, the Buffalo, like they're struggling right now. But before their injuries on defense, like they had a top top five defense, you know, with yeah, Milano and White and Daquan Jones. And like, you guys. can't replace guys like that. No, like, especially Milano. He's yeah. an all-pro linebacker, man. Yeah. And, and Tredavious White's an all-pro corner, man. So, yeah, I don't know where they go from here. Um, Both teams on a bye. Yeah, so Miami's they, got some tough games coming up, yeah, too. They I do. mean, they still play the, the Cowboys. They still have to play the Bills. Um, yeah, man, you know, I think they, they still have to play the, you know, the fucking Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's, that's as tough as it gets in this league. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, in all seriousness, though, I, I think Miami's going to be having a pretty tough time to finish the year because they don't have a good defense, man. No. They really don't. Like, I don't know. I just don't see them being a legit contender at this point. Like, they still play the Jets twice, and I know the Jets aren't anything special on offense, but the Jets have a damn good defense yeah. that, that has, uh, that is more than capable to slow Miami down. Um, they still play the Cowboys. They still play the Ravens. They still play the Bills. So, I expect them to win this division because the division's not very good unless Buffalo can magically turn it around. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. Ten and seven, something like that. Maybe eleven and six. Maybe nine and eight. Yeah, I honestly just I went from thinking the world of this team to not even. I think a lot of people have thinking man. like a legit threat at all 
in I any mean, way, shape, or they form. They haven't beat a good team in like fucking. Over, they haven't beat a team over five hundred in like over four hundred days or something, bro. Yeah, I mean that's all there is to know right there. Like, I think it was like week two against Buffalo or week three against Buffalo last year. <sighs> it's frustrating, frustrating talking about because you you wanna you wanna expect more from them and it's, you just can't at this point. Well, especially you really when can't. you got guys like Tyreek Hill talking out their ass every single week. Yeah, like, it talks too much. It's man. getting a little old, you know. Yeah. It's getting a little worn out. Like we like seeing you play. Like you don't got to keep yeah. on talking like that and not backing it I, up. I, and know? I like Mike McDaniel, man. I think he's got to stick to the running game. A chain, a Devon, a chain should be. He'll be back. He'll be big. He'll bye. be big having him. He's back. electric. I mean, he's still like top twenty in rushing, and he's averaging <laughs> crazy. 12- don't forget, he's averaging 12.1 yards per clip, so. Well, the last game of the week, Jesse, Tennessee at Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh, somehow, they did it again. They found a way to win. I don't know how the fuck this team keeps finding ways to win. Shout out Najee Harris, man. Shout out Najee. This 4.3 is, That's yards. a career fucking day, man. And that's, he wasn't even the best running back on his own team that year. I mean, like, that may have been, like, an all-time one-off performance you'll never see this guy get this many yards ever again that was so special he almost got 70 whole yards in the on football like 16 game. carries it was know? crazy to watch i was like just all, honestly almost in tears laughing watching it dude it was it was something remarkable but in all seriousness tj watt man he's like he's sacking guys he doesn't even have a fucking helmet on and he's he flying at them in the world, he's man. flying at them like a freaking nutcase i mean his like, brother was in attendance too right? i mean it's just so special what this guy is really doing this year he keeps doing it every single week um i want to do talk about highsmith at this point too because like we're seeing so many elite pass rushers across the nfl and what they do is open space for other guys to have the opportunity to make a play and we're seeing highsmith make plays regularly now so that speaks to his involvement as a player as well so he he deserves uh credit too because he's making things happen and he's going to be a factor as well joey porter jr shut down hopkins too he's been having a really nice rookie uh season as a corner he's He's earned his starting job um george pickens hilarious hilarious that he two catches it. but he that that one where he didn't get that second foot in on the touchdown was absolutely hilarious dude how he big had, of a stride do you have to have to not like, get a second he foot had like down? six whole yards yo tell me <laughs> how you go from totally fucking that up to going on instagram and saying free me uh, how do you do that uh, how how do you make that about you when you're the one with the biggest fuck up of the whole night that could have cost them the game in the end. I mean, like, Dude, Deont- be happy your team won, first of all. Deontay you, Johnson like, got a touchdown. Fucking and diva, man. I can't first, handle that It was shit, his first dude. touchdown since 2021. And he didn't even. Did he you ran see off that? the field, bro. Dude, right did away. He didn't even congratulate on him. the bench that that freeze yeah, frame yeah, of when yeah. Deontay had his arms up yeah, celebrating and, and Pickens has literally <laughs> got his hood on, yeah. looking as sad as I you know. could ever look as a human being playing in the himself, NFL. Man. Like I, I mean, I, I I love his talent. I hate, I hate to say it, but that that type of shit, man, I just don't stand for that, dude. If you're not happy when your team's winning, you could go fuck yourself. No, hundred percent. And you know, I thought Will Levis was pretty damn good again. I think they found something. Yeah, he was good. Man, and they just good. announced today on uh you know it's november tuesday november what sixth seventh 
Seventh, Seventh, we're moving along. Yeah, it's crazy. Time of warping. Yo, we're going to make this <laughs> yeah, out here. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, they just, Mike Vable announced that you know he's going to be their starting quarterback moving forward. Ryan Tannehill. I mean, maybe he's two. found something, man. Maybe yeah. there's something to this mayonnaise in the coffee thing. I, know, I mean, right? like maybe, maybe maybe that's the key. Maybe I that's hate, what I'm missing I in my life right now. I mayonnaise, so I ain't going to try it. But if you do, let me know how that works for I might you. Be, I might just start putting it in my cereal even, man. Like, yeah, we'll, just, we'll see what happens. Eating bananas like without the peel off, like just throating that shit. I mean, that's a mad man shit but this guy's looks, built like looks, a savage yeah, he's gonna be a real guy in this he's league built I think, like dude. a greek god he's the most cranked out quarterback I think Yo, i'm I've telling seen. you this guy makes some crazy throws he Jesse. Does, like I he's know. like literally not even in his throwing motion and he's stepping back and wrist. it's a fucking flick Piss and it's wrestling, a man. gun dude it's like he's i haven't the, really seen anything his like arm that talent is for real um yeah he's i've been impressed with him uh, he, he, he knows, you know, you can tell he knows the clock in his head when to get, I mean, obviously you're playing Pittsburgh, you're playing some really good defensive players, TJ Watt, like you said, Alex Highsmith, Keanu Benton, you're playing really good pass rushers, you, they're going to get theirs, but you can tell the clock in his head is going off, he, for the most part, he knows he has to get rid of the ball pretty quick, um, I think they found something here. Yeah, and he forward. has no fucking talent besides no, from deandre no. hawkins he's a surrounding wide receiver him. too man in my opinion like he's 30 like, 31 or two like so you, get, yeah i'm just saying for like the rest of the season no, wherever he goes and whatever he does from here the expectations have to be tampered on yeah, him because of what he's surrounded by just, you know what uh, i mean this is just developmental reps for yeah. him moving forward and they got to go into the draft and build their offense around him maybe another offensive lineman uh, definitely another wide receiver Traylon burks a scary injury hope he's okay but he's been very disappointing as a first-round pick, as a wide receiver. And, uh, yeah, Pittsburgh, man. Kenny Pickett, you know, he plays really good football in the fourth quarter, but the quarters one to three, he just can't do shit. C.J. Stroud has more career touchdowns than him in fucking nine, eight games, and Pickett's played, like, 15 games. So, yeah, I don't know. Matt kind of moved from the booth to the, the field, and they scored a whopping 20 points. So, I guess, I guess that's good, I guess. Good for him. I mean, Pickett... In his last two games, <laughs> he has literally under 250 passing yards yeah. in two games. Dude, this guy in 15 career games has thrown multiple touchdowns in one game. That's crazy. He's a first-round pick. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not trying to hate. Like, he's... He, it's done. a it's a product of the system yeah, too, right? Not, it, it it does come down to how they script plays. And the like, craziest that's, thing is these guys have talent on offense. They have a lot of talent. Yeah, Pickens, Johnson, Najee Harris, a generational running back. Jalen Warren like, had like eleven <laughs> carries for eighty seven yards. Why is Jalen Warren not getting? I don't know. He is so much better, yeah. so much more electric. It's, it's, he, he really needs to get more it's, touches, it's man. It's because they spent the fucking first round pick on Najee Harris. The guy's running with jeans on out there. It's insane. Yeah, I hate this team, dude. I they're hard to watch. Love Mike Tomlin, but I do not like. This yeah, team I just either. like I, it. Just as a neutral fan of the sport, it's just always it, such ugly football it pains watching me them. Man. That my fucking Broncos are three and five, and this team's five and three. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> things like that. Me, I mean, bro. like it's it's crazy. Some of these records they've been outscored. They've been outgained in yards in all eight games this year, and are five and three. Yes, you gotta tell me how the. Fucker, the Cincinnati Bengals last place in a division with Pittsburgh and Cleveland. They, that Joe, Bur- Joe like, Burrow wasn't Pittsburgh healthy. and Cleveland are five and three, dude. We'll talk in that four. Doesn't weeks, even yeah. make sense yeah, to me, man. The, I could see Pittsburgh and Cleveland both not making the playoffs straight up. Yeah, I would be shocked if they did. Like, I would Cleveland's be like defense is unreal, but shocked. Deshaun Watson is very inconsistent and a literal creep. 
And I just don't know how Pittsburgh... Pittsburgh has scored 133 points this year. Dude, they have 11 touchdowns, I think, on the year. 133 points, dude. That's like... Like, that doesn't even make sense. In in how many games? (laughs) In eight games. Yeah. Like... That's crazy. That's that's absurd. It's not even Twenty points a game. Like the Giants are like the only team worse than that with one hundred and one points in in, in nine games. And the Jets the Jets have scored one hundred and thirty two. So they're almost identical. Those are like the three like, worst offenses in that NFL. Like that's yeah. just like, and the fact is like Pittsburgh's five and three with that know, many points though, and, and these other been, teams aren't. They've been outgained in yards oh, every single man. game. Just shows you Mike Tallman's a phenomenal coach. He so really is. Them. He really Let's is. Move on from that. The fucking should painful. be coach of the year discussion if he somehow gets that team into Him, the playoffs. Even Kevin O'Connell, if he can do it, what he's doing with the quarterbacks, D'Amico Ryan's we touched on, uh, Dan Campbell obviously turning Detroit around in his third year. But so Pittsburgh against the Pack next week at home. Pittsburgh's at home, that is, and uh, Tennessee traveling to Tampa Bay, taking on those Bucks. Probably a couple interesting. Clo- it should be close games yeah, at least. You would, you'd have to close, think on ugly paper. Football games. Uh, that yeah, that'll wrap up the slate. Thank fucking God. I there mean, there are some tough games. To holy shit, man! Yeah, like man. just looking back on it and talking through it. What a horrible, horrible week. Of there was football, like man. like a fucking handful of exciting games, but for the most My part, My God, yes. dude. My God. One of the worst, I'd say, all year. Uh, but yeah, let's get to it. Great Iron right. Gang performers of the week, man. Yeah. All right. We're, we're going to throw in a new one for this week. Uh, the Great Iron Dog, dog of, the week. of the week. D-A-W-G. And uh, that's just because, uh, you know, the astronaut Josh Dobbs, he's earned it. What he's gone through this year at the end of last year. Yeah, round of applause for him. He's really, really, really good guy. A uh, guy that loves the game, you can tell. I don't even, I'm not going to read off his stats or anything like that. It's, it's not about stats, man. He played with heart. He played He's, like a dog, He played like man. a dog. He got it done. He said, let's fucking go when he scored. And he said that on a team that's led by one of the biggest Bible thumpers in the entire <laughs> world. They don't swear on that team, and he doesn't give a single fuck. No, no. Shout out Josh. So shout Dobbs. out Josh Dobbs. That was special. That was special. And uh, you know, coach, coach of the week. We're staying with Minnesota. Gridiron Gang, coach of the week, Kevin O'Connell. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, to start fifth round pick, Jared Reed, Jared Hall. What's his Jaren. name? Jaren Hall. Yeah, we. I butchered his name last week. I can This guy's so irrelevant to me. You know, I don't fuck with these Mormons down in Utah. But uh, Jaren Hall concussion on the first drive. He uh, actually looked good before. He that, did look dude. good. Sadly for him, yeah. He's done. It's Joshua Dobbs' team now. <laughs> yeah. And just for doing what you know, they're you know, they're, no Justin Jefferson. You know, no. The team's currently sitting in a playoff. Yeah, spot. no Christian Dereshaw for this game. One of the best left tackles, probably the best pass pro left tackle in the NFL. So good for Kevin O'Connell. Comeback victory. Um, they're a fun team to watch. I feel like if they can continue to play the way they're playing, they've won four straight. I believe if they continue to play the way that they're playing, I mean, Detroit might have something to worry about. I mean, they're playing really good football. Brian Flores has the defense playing really well. So shout out to Kevin O'Connell. Hiring Brian Flores is looking like a home run hire as defensive coordinator. So, yeah. We already said it. We're going to say it again. Offensive player of the week. (laughs) You don't have to think twice. It's CJ Stroud. It's 470 yards passing. It's five touchdowns, a game-winning touchdown drive. Uh, Nine completions over 20 yards. Yeah, I mean, we went off 
enough about how phenomenal he is and how incredible this rookie year is so I'm not going to go into too much depth about it again it's just a well-earned uh performer of the week and there's really no one else you could even argue who would come close this week so CJ Stroud he's the guy and he's going to be coupled up with our offensive rookie of the week our rookie in general of the week it's going to Tank Dell Tank Dell's had a couple monster games this year. He's had a crazy year. He's battled injuries. He's had some huge, huge moments. So six six receptions, 114 yards, two touchdowns for Tank Dell. And he also uh, he get he get he's a good utility guy too. He returns kicks yeah. for them. He he has these good run plays every now and then for them. So he's, nice he, he's been a really surprising talent for yeah. sure this year. And yeah, well earned rookie of the week. That's a combo play, bang bang and. Send it off to you to wrap it up, yeah, man. Defensive player of the week. We will shout out Pawson Adebo. Unfortunately, there was a guy who made a, a couple bigger plays, but he had a phenomenal game for your Saints, Eli. So I just wanted to give him a shout out. Um, but yeah, defensive player of the, the week for the Gridiron Gang uh, performer. We're going to go with uh, Kenny Moore, the, the second. second. Yeah, seven, ta- eight tackles, two pick sixes. Um, you know, he pretty much won the game for them. Like we said, they had 187 yards on offense and. He scored 12 points, and the offense had, I think, one touchdown themselves yep. and then some field goals. So he outscored the offense. He almost outscored Carolina. So really good game. First player in Colts history with two pick sixes. And I don't know if any of y'all who are listening saw uh, Jim Irsay in the locker room out there get down <laughs> to uh, Meek Mill's Dream of Nightmares. Yo, no, no. He was doing the little fist bump, the little basketball dribble. The guy was drunk He should shit. be thrown in jail immediately after 100%. that because that was... <laughs> That was one of the more cringe moments yeah. you'll ever see from a My fucking eighty-plus-year-old even... white billionaire. No, so. dude, he's like sixty-something. <laughs> no, no, you <laughs> can't, you can't be serious. That dude, that guy needs to take care of himself. Dude, yeah, better, he's though. like the same age as Frank Reich, bro, and like he just looks so. I, I hope he's okay. I'm not trying to rinse on him or anything, but yeah, he looks pretty bad, but. Yeah, this is tough, tough out there. But yeah, big that might win. be the most shocking thing I've heard all week. <laughs> big so. win for the Colts, and uh, that'll wrap it up, man. Boys and girls and fucking everyone in chat. Let's ride, baby. Signing off from the Gridiron Gang, doing what we do. Peace.